0: Hi there, this is Bob Eubanks, and you're listening to Fab for free Free-for-All. But doesn't everybody?
1: Hi everyone, Tony here. Part two about to begin of our episode where we discuss the audio CD from the One Plus Beatles package with our good friend Richard Buskin. We pick up With Richard, right now, on Fab for Free For All.
0: I I, I mean, I I, I was told that, you know, I haven't heard them, but I was told, like, with the 5.1 mixes, what Giles Martin was aiming to do was reimagine the Beatles' imposition on stage. Sure. And now, back to the stereo, something like A Hard Day's Night, I find it strange listening to this new mix because you've got Ringo's cymbals and it, it's like the main part of his kit seems to be coming out the left channel while the cowbell is on the right. And it's like, why do that? Why split it up? You know, is Ringo in two places at once?
1: That's well. interesting. I mean, is that, or was that the idea? It's the idea of if it was a live performance, Ringo wouldn't be playing the cowbell, cowbell
0: at the right, same time. Right, well, but we wouldn't be doing that, would we? We'd no. only want to feature the Beatles, not... Imagining that you've got, I don't know, whoever, Brian on stage with them playing the cowbell. Ray Cooper. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ray, Christopher, you Christopher,
1: Christopher Walken.
2: Christopher Walken.
1: I got to have
0: More my cowbell. cowbell. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs>
2: well,
3: t- to me, a hard day's night, something happened to that open opening chord
2: well we didn't get there we didn't get there well, well, and i don't want, want to go all i mean we should really not spend a ton of time all right so then one. we're on hard days uh, now uh, no we're, we're not we actually i can't can't love. do love I love have says. i do have something about camp well, love well then you should say it Mitchell well because can buy me love is one of those songs that is a revelation for me first of all it's always been muddy when it first starts yep Okay, yeah. a- And yep. now you hear it clearly, oh, yeah. and you hear it loudly, yeah. and you hear the acoustic on it, and it's just, to me, it's I a different...
1: I love the acoustic
2: sound It's a different experience. Love it. This one was yeah. a revelation for me.
0: It is a different experience, because as I said, this is one of the tracks, like A Hard Day's Night, where the lead, double track lead vocal has been split left and right. And it is a nice effect. It gives it more of a mono effect, but it loses a bit of the double tracking. So it's a kind of a different animal.
1: Yeah.
3: Also, what they did, which I was really shocked, and this is where the technology, how it keeps changing, you know how they always had that guitar that guitar solo, it was a mistake, and they never took it out, it was like right. underneath? Yeah. They've yeah. basically lowered it as much as possible and cleaned it out as much as mm-hmm. possible. It's still yeah. there, but it's really, really low, so you don't get that second guitar solo that's not supposed yeah. to bleed, bleed through, yeah. through, that it's not really there anymore, and that's the part where I said, whoa. Because that's yeah. what I noticed tremendous, because I always thought it was an interesting mistake that they left it in.
1: Yeah. Now, see, to me, this added balls, this version.
2: This did too, yeah.
0: But to I mean, me, that, that, that's an, another thing that George Martin said to me years ago was I was questioning him about some lyrical mess-ups on, on some of the tracks. You like, mean like please, what please, you're please.
2: doing? <laughs>
0: you yeah, drive my car, you know, things like that. And he said the attitude at the time was we got the right feel on that take, not going to get them to redo it. Which I love that. I love that attitude, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. That's but, what you uh, want. When you you know, gotta... Yes, but there are some. Hey, well, uh, that's off topic. But like a song like What You're Doing, where John's going, you know, yes, and we always say, well, it, we, they we go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what they're saying. It could be, you know, dress. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they went, oh, that sounds Show. good. Right. But anyway, yeah. let's get to A Hard Day's Night because I agree with Rob. Normally, A Hard Day's Night is that first opening chord where it just smacks you in the face. Yes. This, this one just sort of, like, brushes your cheek. It doesn't have that powerful effect anymore.
0: I, well, I agree. And, and the weird thing is, I find the ending with, with the guitar fade out more compelling than the original. Yes, I it, agree it, with that. it resonates a bit more.
1: See, now, what I loved about this Hard Day's Night this Hard Day's Night gave me that feeling that, okay, now I know why I'm listening to a remix album. Why? It, it, in other words, look, not saying better or worse, but it brings up the point Mitch was saying to me a couple of days back, well, damn it, the bongos are gone. Gone. You know yeah. what? The bongos, in a way, always annoyed the hell out of me. Especially when they were... When they were br- me. Especially when they were brought up too loud in some of the past mixes. We're not talking about you're gonna Ringo, lose that girl, <laughs> right? But these are in tune. The, it is in tune, but it's still a little much at times for me.
2: You're gonna lose yeah. that girl. Ringo was well, just giving yeah, the bongos it's bongo and, fury, and go. bongo fury, as Frank Zappa <laughs> yeah. would say. Yeah, go but, ahead, Ringo, but, do it.
1: But they're gone in this, and and it makes for a different listen. I, I, yeah. Sometimes they're too. They were felt like they were too high in the mix. Okay. Again, even though they're in tune, even though they're.
2: But that opening chord is not power anymore. No, the opening chord is not agree. A, as much of a th- power th-
0: They had an opportunity to really blow us away with that opening That's chord. That's true. Just yeah. like yeah. You know, they did with Paperback did. Writer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the opening, yeah.
2: the opening vocal of Paperback Writer makes uh, whatever, hair the I, wall. whatever hair I have left stand up. Yeah, I mean, pins you to the wall. Well, and, and as
0: you said, the same with Real Love, Mitch, because when we're watching the video collection, and this is obviously right near the end, we're, we're watching Real Love, and everyone's just like blown away by that intro. Right. And that's what they could have done with A Hard Day's Night. They well, could have well,
2: made that Hard Day's Night intro well, so powerful that it's like the old Memorex commercials where you know the guy is sitting and his hair blows yeah. back. And, yeah. the, and yeah. the
3: thing about a hard, the opening chord for A Hard Day's Night, it's so famous. Correct. That's it's, it's, true. It's, it was a single. It was the beginning of the movie. It, mm. it, it's had so many places where people remember it. And it seems like they, they pulled out a note or, or something.
2: I don't know I how think, you do that. I think I don't they you make do. it... I think they made it a little more staccato. It's like they yeah. spread it more. Yeah,
3: there's something.
0: something running through this project that, for me, it's a kind of a conflict. In some cases, they've you know done something a bit edgy, as we said, where they flew in you know a different part or something. But there's a kind of thread running through it where I feel that they've played it safe as well, too safe in some instances.
3: In some instances. So when we first heard about remixing, I was thinking mm. Yellow Submarine song track because that's a radical remix that makes everything sound better for the yeah. most part. Not, not everything was perfect, but you know, you listen to, like, to the voices on All You Need Is Love or the opening of uh, Baby, You're a Rich Man on, on the song track. That was, to me, a big right. revelation. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. I didn't get that on a lot of the songs on this. Well,
2: let's— I, I agree. Uh, now, I, again, so if, in the instance of time, I feel fine. Does anybody have anything bad to say about that? Because love I it. think it, it, I think yeah. it I love is it so, so powerful. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, from the minute you hear that opening, yeah. that, to me, yeah. I mean, I feel one like... One of my favorites on the album. I feel like John I agree. Or, or whomever is doing, that opening is John doing, I feel like he's sitting in my car with me doing it for me. Yeah, that was one of the beginning of the highlights. Okay. Do we,
1: real quickly, do we want to touch on, we'll talk about it when we do the DVDs, the whole audio situation on the DVD with Hard no. Day's Night. But no, never
2: mind. We'll okay, no, save. no, not save yet. Save it for the We'll DVDs. save it. Okay. All right, so here's going to be a stickler for me. Eight days a week. It sounds beautiful until yeah. the end. <laughs> what the hell happened? Did George well, Martin, right did he leave the room and give an apprentice and say, <laughs> listen, at the end, Ringo's going to do it on the drums, and Paul's going to pluck two Ringo's beat. Make sure they're in sync. And he went, okay, Mr. Martin. And then he fell asleep. Because... This, to me, it's a beautiful version. And Gorgeous. All of, and all Gorgeous. of a sudden, at the end, I want to throw up.
3: This is when Mitch and I saw each other tonight. This is the first thing we started to talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, what but, happened? It's weird. It's such, it's such an obvious edit piece at the end, you know. It just sticks out like a sore thumb. You, you can hear, I think, I was told it's like three different guitar parts, and the bass sounds different. But it, it, it is. It's like. Night and day, isn't it? It's but it's out of tune. Jar. Yeah, it is.
2: I mean, it's Ringo okay. doing the and Paul is plucking, but not to the time. It's, boom, yeah. boom, boom well, boom, it's- and you're like, what what what's going on? Is my CD skipping? I mean, it just sounds odd. Well, who yeah, didn't catch does. that? But this
3: the thing about this song. This is where I, I started to think of the rock band mixes and how much I really enjoyed them. And yeah. we haven't talked about that because. Yeah. You know, Giles did that, and, and on this song, on the rock band, it starts cold, like this. Right. And it does the same thing, but it just keeps... it, it didn't do the edit, though. They didn't do that edit piece. They just continued it at, at the end. Well, this does not That's start right. cold, by the way. That's
0: right. But, 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 you know, going back to
3: what I said earlier... it doesn't earlier, start in the fade-up like the... the yes, it does. Version. The video starts cold. Oh, the video cold. does, but not the song. The song starts very high up. Yes, Maybe it, not as it, high as but rock it, But it still band. fades. Uh,
0: the now the video no, seems to come oh. in at sort of high volume. It seems to come straight in, right, right, and, and just hold, hold the volume. Whereas on on the CD, it mix, fades it, in. It, it oh. does. It fades up. Yes, yes that's yeah, true. Yes, yes, that's yes yeah, that's yeah. That part.
2: Sure. All right. So as far as Ticket to Ride, anybody have any bad things to say about that? So
1: eight days a week, are we just saying it's really it's a disaster? Eight days a week
2: to me is is the worst track on this album. Even though
0: sonically the rest of it is gorgeous, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Something I want to say was that you know earlier on I mentioned how you know one of the great things about the Beatles was quality control. That's something that I find lacking with this release. You know, there's some oddities like that, like the replaced George vocal on Free as a Bird, where it's such a clear edit, it just. You know, couldn't they have done better with current technology? The, the sped-up Please, Please Me video. I know we're not talking about the videos particularly, but the You're fact right. that they sped up the Please, Please Me video, half a step to match the key of, you know, the original studio recording, match it to the Sullivan performance. Weird stuff like that. That It's like, was anyone listening back to this?
2: Well, but mm-hmm. it, it goes back to, Richard, even the Hard Day's Night where Giles did that thing with the uh, If I Fell which, yeah. it, which is off, and that yeah. bothered me when we saw it in the screening. Yeah. It bothers yeah. me now. And, yeah. I, and when we asked Giles, you know, it, it, we didn't get a real straight answer, but I'm sorry, but quality control, dude, you know, we're talking about the Beatles. And this eight days a week is probably the most egregious error of anything I've heard in a long time, mm. I right. mean, but, at least but, to me. But,
3: but I'm sure Giles and his, his partner give it to someone at Apple. And Apple then approves it, so... It, it's the he, last it's, eight
2: seconds. You think right. they're hearing the beauty of the whole thing? You think they're hearing there, the there's
3: end? It's the miss beat. That when they re-edited that end piece, is, it's a miss beat. It, they yeah. totally missed the beat. You know, yeah. When you edit it on music, you edit it on the beat, and
2: they didn't do it there. So, well,
0: that's exactly what happened with the George vocal on Free as a Bird. It misses the beat. That's why you notice it. it correct. It doesn't mesh properly.
2: And considering also that that vocal, by the way, is edited to the original vocal that he does at the end of it. It's just mm. it it just sounds even more odd. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Ticket to Ride. Uh, can we all ticket agree? Ticket to it Ride. Beautiful?
0: What I was going to say there is George's guitar in the stereo mix was like in the right channel, and you know we're talking stereos, imperfect as those mixes were. I felt that it had a distinct character to it. You, it really brings out George's guitar. It's a focus. Now that it's been mixed back to the middle, it loses that distinctiveness.
2: But it's still a, a, a beautifully sonic song, even though you're right, the George's guitar is buried a little yeah. bit more, but would it's, you, sonically would you,
1: it's nice. Would you take it, though, Richard, in favor, say, of the mono mix, though? Hmm,
0: good one. I think I would, yes. I okay. I think I would. Right.
1: Yeah, because okay. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat there. That's kind of where I was going. It's like... Again, it's the idea that I love that there is now this alternative. Yeah, I, I would I would take but, it over the mono mix. But you always have all from, the others. Yeah, exactly. If exactly. you want to play it, you know. But make I'm, it I was mix. happy to hear this. It just felt different. It. This is another one of those instances where it just added a freshness. It was just different. Do I think it's better? No. If if I have to nitpick, no, it's not better. It's still sonically lovely.
2: But it doesn't have yeah. to be sonically better. Sonically
1: lovely. Exactly. It doesn't well, have to be you, better. You, just like with Hard Day's Night, I find it's just a different listening experience.
3: You, you said something just there, Tony. You talk about the different mixes. And, yeah. uh, and I'm thinking the beginning of Love with Strawberry Fields Forever, how it goes from one to the other to the other. Yeah. And you know, you can do it on your show. Or I can do it on my show. You play, start with one, you go to the middle. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and you can sort of make your own mix along the way
2: of, on how this works yeah
3: and so it's, it's absolutely. Yeah.
2: you know this still point. i mean but it again it sounds nice help to oh. me oh. i've it's always, always loved good. help oh, again i think help is powerful but i didn't notice this but rob did uh, backing I, vocals are at
3: least 10 to 15 percent lower on this version than on any other version they get and lost that's a in the real middle.
0: pity isn't it yes that's it a real is. pity because those backing vocals are iconic. I mean, the Beatles' backing vocals, in general, are you know iconic, but they're so distinctive.
3: But on that track. song, especially because they did, they yeah. didn't just sing the backing. They sang before the, the beginning of the verse, and then the middle. It was a, it was almost a like different a, way of it's singing like counter melody. Uh, almost yeah. a counter melody, but it wasn't. Yeah.
1: and, and yeah.
3: It, it's much lower and much noticeable. I was did so you angry find about that, that. But did
1: you find that there is a certain aspect of clarity and sharpness i noticed i
3: noticed george's guitar sounded much clearer but even even the The vocals like one
1: of the things that i noticed about this entire release and i made this same comment earlier uh, i'm sorry guys earlier this evening when we were recording another show about the idea that the mix is now different with the new technology there's an added clarity like there are some instances on the album where the drums are definitely lower in the yep. mix.
2: Which I from don't a like.
1: DB, well, from a DB standpoint. Okay. They're this percentage decibel lower than they were previously on the other releases. But there's a distinction in the parts of Ringo's kit or in the overall feel where somehow I feel like even though it's losing a little bit of volume, it's the presence is still strong what, You know now. what I noticed? I noticed. And I, that's my was my feeling with help. Again, do I like it better? No. Do I... Appreciate this side of the listening experience. I kind of do. You know what mm. I notice more?
3: I notice uh, the rhythm guitar on mm. on several songs is up much yes. higher.
1: Yeah, I do yeah. agree with that.
3: That I do notice. I'm like, yeah. that's and as a rhythm guitar player, I, I'm just like, wow, okay, that's what the guitar is supposed to sound like.
1: That was probably the most consistent thing that I read. You know, like I tried not to read a million reviews, but we we're doing the show. Yeah, but you know. but we are reading different reviews. That was one comment that I noticed. It was very frequent that you realize what a damn good rhythm guitar player John well, was. Well, we've always
2: said he was. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: best right hand in the
2: business, man. So, Definitely. so now if we go to like yesterday, day tripper, and we could work it out. Mm. I, I have. I mean, yesterday is just absolutely beautiful. Expletive deleted beautiful.
0: Oh my god. Yes, it is. I agree. Right from the get go, actually. Paul's vocal is so clean, yes, and haven't overdone the reverb on it here. I, I, it's beautiful. it just resonates. And then you hear, you know, the orchestration subtly come in. It is, it's wonderful.
1: And, and
2: so, so what about something like Day Tripper, and we can work it out.
1: Day Tripper, I thought sounded great. Again, I, so. I thought there were yeah. aspects of it that were a little bit lower in yeah. the mix dynamically but there was a strong presence but tambourine there. tambourine
2: is...
0: Yeah. Big. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I felt the same way about We Can Work It Out, which, is, of course, has always been a track with. it's got percussion. It hasn't got much drums there. You right, know, It's a very subtle sort of rhythm. Right. And I thought we got really nice separation on the instruments in this one. Because some of the mixes, I, I found them, for all the sonic clarity, in some cases, the way that he spread, the way he's panned between the instruments... It feels a bit muddy at times, but on We Can Work It Out on Day Triple, I think there's great separation.
3: I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. on uh, We Can Work It Out, especially. I think you hear yeah. the, that keyboard following the chords down yes. uh, in the yeah. middle yeah. part. That's where I still believe even more because it's a downward progression and it, it plays very well when you hear it that loud on the, yeah. on the yeah. keyboard. Yeah. So I, I noticed yeah. that.
2: So we're going to get to this next song because I want to just single it out for a minute. Mm-hmm. Paperback Writer, I, I, I just, this song when I'm in my car, this blows me away. Let's face it, we plotted during the, um, the press, press presentation. Presentation. Yeah. Uh, well, th- this, this one, I mean, forget about the video. I mean, just the audio. When this starts, you have to turn your volume down, because no, I'm not saying it's too loud. Mm-mm. It's just that this, the harmonies. Just blow you away. And then yeah. Paul, but you know what? I think they actually gave Paul's bass a little more subtlety. I don't, you know, normally it was so up in the mix in the remasters. I think they may have actually mixed it down a tad on this version. That's what
1: I'm saying Dyna- a slight reduction in dynamics, but still a presence and a clarity.
0: Well, done. Is, they that could because, do is that because? Yoko and Olivia said, okay, Paul, you had your way with Let It Be Naked, now it's our turn.
3: <laughs> wow. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm sure that was not... Although at the up. end of Paperback Rider... When
3: Beatles, it... Beatles, Beatles, take Low End out!
2: No, no, no. <laughs> but at the end, instead of John and Paul and John and John George doing Ferrero you hear Yoko and Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Nice.
0: <laughs> what, what they have? What they have haven't done really you know because you're talking about the bass they haven't done hot mixes have they you know what i mean where not too hot really pumped up
2: there have been where they've made them too hot because that was the thing to do but right. I I'm in
0: I in on this the 2015. Yeah, dream. yeah. I, I don't, no, th- I don't think they have made anything
2: really too hot. Not no. at all. No, there's mm. nothing. There's nothing for the club on this.
0: So uh, no. As, no. clubs,
3: as far as uh, there's no,
1: and and I don't think. Interestingly enough, I played this in the car with two different people, hmm. and one person, my friend Bob, said, "Wow, sounds great!" Right, said right away, and then my wife Winnie, Winnie actually, after listening to some of it, said she was getting slight ear fatigue, hmm. which I didn't catch. At all. I didn't feel any compression in these. Usually the compression is what gives me ear fatigue. Right. But she was feeling a little bit of ear fatigue. Well, the, how-
3: if you look at the board, when we've talked about ear fatigue and
1: yeah. you know, if how. It's blocked. Yeah. You know, bl- brick walled.
3: Yeah. Brick walled. On the slide on my board, you know the board we have at the station, yeah. I place it at the same ones for the 2009 ones. Okay. For the stereo, it's a little bit lower. For the mono, it's a little bit higher.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Isn't it the case that, I mean, the Beatles' characteristic sound was fairly dry, which was, you know, attained with a sort of combination of compression and EQ. Right. And it it seems that with these remixes, that's kind of being replaced with, like, Giles Martin gluing everything together with reverb and spreading the sound. Uh,
1: do you do you, you feel point. it's heavy? Do you feel it's reverb heavy, Richard? Do you think?
0: I think it is slightly reverb heavy. Yeah, I think it's lost that. It's like dry characteristic, that in-your-face characteristic, that was part of the Beatles' sound.
2: But isn't that the epitome of stereo? What's that? You're adding what, reverb? Not, well, it,
0: no, not adding reverb. No. Well, well, only because
1: to create an artificial spatial environment. You're I, saying I, maybe
0: a yeah, little. It's
1: artificial. It's Dexter. Uh, It's it's, it's not that bad. It's Dexter Light. It's Dexter Light. Yeah, there he goes. I I
3: wouldn't go that far either. No,
1: but I'm just saying. There's
3: some reverb, but not as much as maybe you you might expect. You know, I feel bad for Giles in this way because he's playing with history. And it's also not just history that the world knows. It's history his father helped create. So. You know, it's like... It's a curse as well. It really well, is. H- how yeah. radical do you go? I love was radical on some things, but not on other things.
0: Right. I know my heart just bleeds for Giles so that he got to remix Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, R- Richard. You
1: could you could pull your tongue out of your cheek now and just.
0: Uh, well, wow. we did hear the
2: Mark Lewison and mixes, and Here, those that didn't cut it. <laughs> um,
1: so, you really do know that, like Mark, just sits at home with all the copies of the multi-track reels and goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see what I can do. Here we go. Um, so Eleanor Rigby, I, I'm I'm gonna just pass on because it's fine. Yeah, I mean it really oh, is. Well, oh, I thought it was fantastic. It is. No, 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 no is. I don't. I, I, I meant there was nothing to There's nitpick nothing in about
0: Oh, oh, oh. Well, what about Yellow Submarine?
2: No, no, no. I'm sorry, Yellow Submarine is what I was talking about. Oh, okay. well, both. Oh, yeah, well, both similar tracks, easily
0: yes, mistaken. Yes, but Mitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's all the time we have for Richard Buskin. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I will say, Eleanor Rigby for me. Is probably one of my favorite tracks yeah, on well, this Yeah, because album. it's
1: fixed. Yeah, yes, It's fixed. It's, it's all of the brilliance uh, of the track. It's uh, all of and the And it's all the brilliance of the-, of the song track. You bad. But
2: synced But now. synced. Yeah. So right. you're right. But I have yeah. to tell you, as soon as that orchestra comes in, from the second it comes in, it's a very urgent, urgent- Oh, and I got to tell you, the, sense the, the
1: last verse, the last verse, man, the psycho strings. Yeah. Whew. Yeah.
2: It it, it it makes this a different experience oh, for me yeah. because I was so hoping that the song track, it would be the song track but fixed. And thank God it was because the song track obviously But it's was, even
1: more though. I think especially yes. the strings in that last verse, it's even Listen, more than song I, which track is yeah.
2: Which is why I can't wait for a Pepper remix because that last... Verse of "She's Leaving Home" where the strings are too high in the mix. Yeah. I need them down. So anyway,
1: yeah. uh, go back to Yellow Sub.
2: Yellow Sub. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think sonically it sounds I great. No pro- I have no problem with it. I I think it sounds it. the cleanest it's ever. Happy done. to have Life of Ease back. Yes, at full but that volume. that's been in other. It has. You know,
3: but stereo. They, they and, definitely raise that up yeah. in the mix, which is yeah. nice to hear because it's
2: such a. Well, fun Well, it line. should be because yeah. that it makes part of the fun right that's John having his fun yep so Penny Lane as far as see Penny Lane to me forget about the video this was a little disappointing to me because Mm -hmm. I think they mixed the drums down too much
1: they did mix the drums down. Uh, But again, I felt like they were mixed down dynamically. But maybe it's just because I am just so damn familiar, I can still feel the drums through anything.
2: No, no, no. Because I know them.
1: Well,
2: Penny Lane, the one thing about it that I didn't like was for the 2009 remasters, they actually bumped up the rhythm section. And I could hear little nuances of Ringo's drumming, especially when it first comes in. There's a little fill that I always told you did not ever hit me. And I'm a drummer. Right. And and now I went to listen for that, and guess what? It's not there. It's mixed down too much for me.
0: Right. So what, what would you? I mean, this is supposition. We don't know. But what do you think the motivation was for this trend of mixing down the drums and the percussion? Why? Why do that?
1: I don't know. To to make it a. More balanced? To make it more of a live band experience? I mean, no. When you go see a live band, are you as focused on the rhythm section as but you are on the But why
3: wouldn't line? you try to match what's going on musically today, which is a lot more upfront drums?
0: Well, yeah, right and the in. other thing is, Ringo was never, you know, as we know, he's not a Keith Moon type who is up front with the drums. He, he fits in with the track. He's subtle. Why draw attention away from him? He's not exactly drawing a whole load of attention towards himself. So why diminish his effect even more? I don't understand that.
3: To me, that's not on every track, but there's... But that's the problem. It's yeah.
2: inconsistent. That's true. Some of them, they bump him up where he's so loud... And and effective.
1: But that's a really good point though. I didn't even think of that. It's it's not like he's Carl Palmer. He's but he, but
2: he's, he's not. But what but Ringo always plays to the song. So if you're playing to the song, I need to hear you in the song. And he's always been in the pocket, so no matter
3: what. Right,
0: So then why mix him down? You know, at least let him draw as much attention as possible here. You yeah. know, why mix him down even more? I don't get that.
2: So let's get to Stuff like All You Need Is Love and Hello Goodbye. Are there any, do we need to really go into them? Oh. Uh, Which one? All You Need Is Love. It
3: starts off love, 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 and then it goes to one channel, and then John comes in on the other. On yeah. this, it's totally different. Yeah. This is maybe the most yeah. radical remix on the whole album, mm. just based on the fact that you know the original version starts in one place. Also, the, the horns at the end... You hear very clearly the fact that they sampled in the mood, a couple of times. I, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I thought I heard Rob's, it three times. Rob's absolutely right. You hear it. You do much. hear it. I had never yeah. really noticed it much in the original. I was always like, yeah. really in the yeah. mood? They, yeah. You really hear it now. I in mean,
3: it was a huge amount. Yeah. And and, and I've yes, always concerned. heard it, by the way. But but you know, I mean, you were like hearing. You can yes. say, "Damn, they they picked out a lot." That's why they had to like th- pay off the uh, songwriter. I yeah. believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or at least for the arrangement. I think, to me, it's the most radical, and the thing I like about it is horns just are so raised up in that. And they also uh, clean up a little bit on George's uh, guitar solo.
0: Yeah. Well, lack of guitar solo. Right, right.
3: Because <laughs> that, that's got to be I think, it's
0: sort of, listening to it, I felt more immersed in the track. You know, it just really kind of engaged me more.
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess for me, that's probably the same case, because that has never been one of my favorite Beatle tracks. Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, yeah, I, I think you're right. It actually, I actually felt good about it on, on this record, this version. So.
2: Yeah. so what about Hello, Goodbye? Anything that we need to add? I don't think this sounds radically different to no, me. No, I don't think but it did either. I think yeah. it sounds good. Yeah. I think the piano is a little raised, but I don't yeah. think it sounds radically different.
1: I think the string part, the fiddle part, the ding, 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 ding. I forgot what that is. That's the uh, piano and the violin mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, that sounded crisper. I thought
3: okay, that little okay, bit but it sounds did, crisper, but, but it doesn't lead no, to a different experience. Not at all. No,
2: because it, the remaster sounded really well. Right, uh, you know, uh, gets really me
3: about did. this song all the time. When uh, the bootleg came out and it was, they it, it stripped away the vocal track. To me, it became a whole different song. And I don't know if it's because the lyrics were different, you know, the lyrics weren't there or whatever. But to me, it's always been a different song without that. Vocal and I've always liked to hear that backing track. I've never heard the immediacy of that backing track Except on that bootleg right and right. you know it, to me. It's a great backing track There's so much going on yeah, but it seems yeah. to be mixed down and out and for, for whatever version I've heard. I I think
2: that this is wasn't much
1: much of a,
3: jam. No, much it was of a change jam.
2: Now Lady Madonna to me is so punchy This is where they punched up Ringo's drums, but also the see how they run vocal to me, just seems different. Am I hearing it wrong? I mean, I listened again coming to the studio tonight, and it just seems like they're more up in the mix. Do you see how they run vocals? The harmony.
1: Is it cleaner? Was there a slight effect on the vocals uh, originally that is now not there?
2: I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't. I really can't comment on that. What I noticed about this track was, of course, it's got a rocking intro, and that did seem to jump, you know. It did seem to have a bit more energy to it.
2: Yeah, it, it does. It absolutely does. Hey Jude, was there anything that you guys noticed about this? Because I nothing, didn't. nothing that I noticed. Nothing Not at all. No. Nothing. no, I had wondered if they were going to try
1: to get rid of the F. And the hell? F word. Uh, they didn't. They didn't. No. I, I don't know if it was just impossible to do it, but but they again didn't. Well, that might have well, been in balance.
0: I, I think actually that that would have really been meddling with history. I wouldn't have been happier. I that. agree
2: with you on that. You know there are certain things that are in the the Beatles lore. You know, and and mm. and you can't if you took that out. Then I'm sorry. I mean I don't mind the edit of She Loves You with the I, different hi hat, but that would have been. I would different. not
3: mind if it's not there. To be honest with you. I, I love that song. So yeah,
2: I, I mean it's yeah. a great song, but yeah. but that's part of singing that. That part is effing hell. I mean, come
3: on. You know, if you've got it, I mean, I sang it on stage. I don't care. There you go. I do. Get Back. To me, Get Back sounded fantastic.
1: I loved it, too.
3: Only because the way it was recorded. And, you know, it never sounded good to begin with. This is, I think, the best we're ever going to hear it. It just... the, The mix is wide up there, and it just... It didn't sound like it was recorded in a cave. Not that the other one sounded that way, but it just... There was an openness on...
1: Well, it, it sounds like it's on the par with the other record, the other later recordings. I think back.
3: Yeah.
2: John's lead is also a little clearer and up in the mix. Yes, uh-huh. uh, a little Definitely. bit. So uh, now the the one, this next one, ooh, ooh, the ballad of John and Yoko.
0: Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, yes, I, I mean, I, I love. I think the bass sound is tighter. Everything about it is crisper. It just jumped for me.
2: It jumps from the second it starts. At some point though, I will say being the negative Nelly that I am, a little bit sometimes it if I'm listening too loud, it's a little too hot.
3: Okay. But there's also an additional note uh, in there that they didn't take out. Right before Made a light trip to Vienna, where there's a pause, yeah. there's yeah. an extra little piano thing that was stray note that was left in there. So, really I didn't notice that. Unless I'm thinking of something
1: else. Okay. No.
3: You, you, mean,
0: you mean that differs to the original mix?
3: See, that's what I'm trying to think. Maybe it was really low and I never heard it. And
0: they just, or it just came Or this is up. a little
3: bit louder because, yeah, because
0: they, well, yeah, they mix it. You know, it. there are things that I, when I was listening and I was thinking, well, oh, that wasn't there, you know, on different tracks, that wasn't there. And then I listened to the original and, yes, it was. It's Correct. I'm listening so closely right now.
1: Is it that or is it just that it's like I was saying... About other recordings, where is it just some factor that is making these certain things come out more clearly, even though they, like you say, they were there in the original mix, but now all of a sudden we're picking them up for
2: whatever reason.
1: Very bizarre.
3: Maybe, maybe I heard something wrong. Maybe I'm no, wrong. you never know. But
2: anyway. So as far as the next, this one bothered me a little bit. Something, because really? it. Well, hang on. It starts Cause off. Just because so, the strings are more quiet. No, well, a little bit. The strings are a little more quiet. But wait. I was okay with that. It starts off so beautifully and sonically loud. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Wait, wait, wait. And then George comes in with something, and it's so low. George is something. It's like
1: that in the original, too, though, but,
2: But But it doesn't have to. If they're remixing, it's a beautiful song, so you hear you know the beautiful drums opening and then george's something but you is have so wanted, low
1: but you wouldn't have wanted george going something in no, the I, did, I didn't
2: say to do the Frank Sinatra thing i'm just something saying something in the way a little a, just a tad
0: louder Stick around, because Jack.
2: that uh, thank the no but it, but it no but it's almost it's lost in the beauty of the opening I now i what you mean that's okay. all
0: I I, the, you know, uh, I, I, I've been spoiled by the isolated vocal from Rock Band for oh something. Oh I mean, God, uh, yeah. th- th- that one in particular so blew me away to hear, especially on the bridge section where George is really belting. And when it's buried in the mix, you don't really get that effect. So I know what Mitch is saying here. Had it been mixed up just a little bit, you may little. have got to appreciate the vocal that much more and and I know what you're talking
3: about with the rock band because uh, there's a version I have where it's the strings and the bass and George and it's like wow well yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. well that really shows what that song was really about but uh, the next one Come Together Uh, is there anything radically different the keyboard's a little higher
0: but nothing major nothing
2: nothing different I
0: I, I prefer it to the video
2: oh well the video (laughs) listen I prefer an enema to the video. Oh! Uh,
0: Not by what I've heard. (laughs) Oh! Wow! Wow!
3: (laughs) End of the show, the shots just keep on (laughs) coming. You've been talking to my wife. Um,
2: Now, Let It Be, to me, has always been a beautiful song. Yes. And this just confirms it. Yes. It really
0: does. There's something about I think this is one of the more radical remixes, actually. In, in Um, In a good way? In a positive. In a good way, yes. I think it's... A nice compromise, and I don't mean that it's playing it safe, but it's just a nice compromise between what McCartney would want and what Spectre did. I think it kind of hits the middle ground.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I still think mm-hmm. the orchestra uh, or the choral part mm. does come in kind of loud when oh, it when it comes it's in. It's much lower than the,
0: than yeah, the original version, it, though. It, it's lower, and it's, I was also A being it with the Let It Be Naked mix. And I way prefer this one. Uh, it's I, much cleaner.
2: I li- I love the actual sonic part of the actual piano coming in, in the beginning. To me, it sounds nice and clean. Yes, uh,
0: it does.
2: It's really, it's, again, a beautiful song is a beautiful song. Well, it's
1: also really nice, too, because in recent releases, and you do hear it a little bit in Let It Be Naked, but you definitely hear it in this. I, I don't know how to explain this. You hear the attack of the opening notes. Yeah. Maybe. Which you don't.
3: Attack is an interesting phrase for that. You hear hear
1: the attack. I I know what you're talking about. You hear hear the air above the keys before they're struck. And it's real nice on this. And it's Mm -hmm. it's because of the clarity, the distinction.
2: So So let's get to the the last song, one of Rob's favorites. Uh, (laughs) The Long and Winding Road. To me, I really think it's beautiful. Yeah. I love the video yeah. version better, but uh, but, but this, yeah, but this is but, gorgeous. Uh, uh, this is really, yeah. I think, also this is a little less choral, yep, uh, more of a compromise maybe as well.
0: Ups- well. Although again, I did feel that they weren't pandering to Paul here. You know, they still stayed pretty faithful. Well, you
2: know what? Let's be honest. The long and winding road, the single version that we all know and love. Too bad, Paul. It was a number one song for a reason. It's still a beautiful song. You wrote it. It's a great song, Paul, if you're listening, which you're not. But honestly, the song that we all know and love is the one that Paul hates. But too yeah. bad. Too bad. You know what? Too bad you got. Well, listen be-
1: to you, Axelrod. Oh,
0: Jesus. Remember, it's Mitch Axelrod speaking. Right. I'm sorry, but. You, you really do beat up on Paul a lot,
2: though. Oh, I'll listen <laughs> to you. My goodness. Listen to Mr. Buskin, the you know the Paul lover, the, the I love Paul McCartney yeah, fan the, club president. Yeah, exactly. On the back of you know Red Rose Bebo or whatever, it, it's in braille. Richard Buskin it fan says, club? It says we love yeah. you, Richard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the long and winding road, it's a beautiful song, and I, I'm glad they didn't pander to Paul I, on this. I am surprised they didn't because.
3: This is the perfect place. Right, to this would have been the opportunity for Paul to, to yeah. pull out now, his,
1: they, his chit and say, "I ain't." Well,
3: he—you you know—they know. did it on "Let It Be Naked," and they, of course, on the anthology three is a, is the version without the strings.
1: Uh, but I, I expected
3: Paul to come in and say, "Hey, can you just lower those just a little bit?" I mean, enough to where I don't have to vomit every time I hear it. I, it nice, but I think or, or if get you know itchy that I, st- I want to go to the
2: jail where Phil Spector's at and punch him out. Listen or take his wig. But there was no uh, there's no I think the reason that they didn't pander to him here is because they got to pander to him on the DVD. It
0: yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, I think they pandered to him completely with let it be naked that whole project. Well, that was project.
2: that was a Paul project. Come on. Right. Yeah, but the others yeah. agreed to it and, and What with the others?
3: George and, and Ringo, it was it started before George died.
2: I'm yeah. not Yeah, but I'm not so sure George I don't know. I think by I the end... Listen, there may have been a totally different album if George was alive, and then George died, and all of a sudden it became the Paul McCartney project.
3: Maybe. I'm, I'm sure, you know, this... You know what? Well, you know, I have I, to I, say yes to it. Well, if they'd yeah, done I mean, it with George... You
0: know, the fact that you've got Olivia now, you know, and Yoko, and even Danny, most like, you know, involved, because he's heavily involved in his father's back catalogue. I don't think it's actually... A stretch of the imagination that they may have said, you know, Paul, you got, you know, what you wanted with Let It Be naked. Now we're pulling it back a little the other well, way. Well,
2: well, then let me ask you a question, Richard. If that if that was the case, then why didn't they on Let It Be? Why didn't they fly in the LP version with the incredible George Harrison?
0: Oh, I lead? I agree. I, well, because it wouldn't be. F- this is supposed to be about the singles, and that wasn't the.
2: Well, singles. The, you know, that, that's part of it, but. Well, was it supposed to just be about number ones?
0: Yeah, yeah but they're not matching. Well, but that wasn't yeah, but the, the number but the, one. But Let It Be was number a number one. Was, was, yes. wasn't with that George solo, was it? No, no that, that, but, but yeah. Let
2: It Be was a number one song. Does it matter what version we get?
0: Yeah, I think they, they have to be aware themselves of how far to push the changes. That if they do yeah. something that striking, the guitar solo, and it's a totally different one, or it's the one lifted, f- flown in, as you say, from the album version... Some of the fans may cry, heresy. But But, uh, you know what? I
2: think most of the fans like that version better. But again, though, Mitch, it's back to
1: the historian aspect. Mm. These are remixes of the number ones. That's taking the liberty a little too far.
2: Which And real love was not? No, but
1: real, again, real love was a real attempt to correct something. Okay. Yeah. Real love and, and free and as a bird were the we they really didn't and have it's still agreed. available yeah, they, right. on the anthology, yeah, but it's not just that, but and they so. really didn't have the technology to do what they can do with John's demo now that they did then.
0: Understood. So it was, and they this, also took more liberties with free as a bird and real love, that they're not part of the one collection, right? You know, they're, true they're, too. It, It's video remakes. and it's only right. come
3: out on a DVD, not on a CD, so you're right. going to hear right. it differently. Right. By the way, right. George was for love. And maybe there was a trade where George said, I want love. We'll give you Let It Be Naked to Paul.
0: That's actually what I was told. I I was told that that was the guy. I can't say that's for sure, but that's what I've heard.
3: They they, they do
2: trade, I'm sure. Well, quite honestly, after seeing the documentary Living in a Material World, uh, George was definitely saying, I want love. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Hey, I um, I dig love. uh, Well, I'm glad you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know I'm a George fan. I haven't lost any respect for him at all. I, I've I've only gained respect, but I just love that kick-ass hard fuzz guitar lead. I, do too, I just the others are all so wimpy and nothing against but was, George, but it was but it was. Ugh.
1: But we always knew that as the single, though, Mitch. We okay, always uh, yeah. knew that as the single.
2: Oh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, you're off the podcast. So uh, Richard, we, you're uh, in.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so well, and, and tag. by the
0: way. So One thing I wanted to go back to that I forgot to mention when I said about parts that I think I've noticed that are different. Yep. Did anyone notice at the end of Penny Lane a couple of times you can hear Ringo stepping on his hi-hat? Yes. You can, and yep. I didn't notice that before.
2: I haven't noticed that before either. And I'm not so sure I want to notice that. Right. And I know right. I, as a drummer I always try when I'm in a recording session I try not to purposely have extra sounds, maybe a hi-hat going up and down and a squeak where I'll right. oil it. Again, we might be just hearing that because I'm sure they didn't say, hey, let's have Ringo stepping on the hi-hat. We can, that'll be really cool for the fans because it doesn't add to the song. It's at the end anyway, so it's while the the cymbal is going. So it's not a big deal to me. But yes, there are some, some things I've never heard before. I think you only hear it if you're listening in headphones. Was anybody... <laughs>
0: Do you notice that it so many of the tracks that we've been mentioning changes? A lot of them it's at the end. At the end you notice things that they've fiddled with or left certain sounds mixed up or whatever it is. It always seems to be at the end.
2: Well messed up in is, the case of eight days a week. Right.
0: Yeah. But it's right. a bit of a Beatles trait that, isn't it, to throw in something at the end.
2: Well at know, the, the end people's... of At the end of Free as a Bird, they also now reverse, reverse the, the reverse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have.
2: Which yeah. I'm not sure I like. But I, I think the mystique of that track was always having yeah. that little yeah. backwards thing. I always thought yeah. he said, "Hi, this is John Lennon," but no, that's but that's he, that's says, he said, but "Turned out nice made again." Made by John Lennon.
0: Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. it say "Made by John, made by John Lennon? Lennon"? Yeah, ma- made by John Lennon, and of course the other way around. Turned out. Saying, nice I don't know again. where they got it from, but turned out nice again, which was the catchphrase of the actor, comedian, ukulele player George Just Formby. Formby, yeah. Yeah. So it's very. Who, who odd, but George was a big fan of.
2: Yeah. So, you know what, we've spent the last seven hours talking about the Beatles one, we, we kid, but Beatles one CD remix, and and usually at this point we rate a record, but, you know, it's the Beatles, it's no matter what they did. Well, it's the Beatles, it's these songs, it's a 10, it's let's a, be it's real. It's a 10, yes, But yes. but let's just talk for one moment each, is this a necessary remix?
0: Richard, you want to start? Necessary... I'm not sure. Uh, The vote's out on that, whether it's necessary. Do I enjoy the experience of hearing these stereo remixes overall for all of the nitpicking? Yes.
2: Okay. Tony?
1: Yes, it's necessary. I think so far I've only been playing it in a, a small space with the video. In other words, where I'm going is... I understand. The CD itself, definitely an enjoyable experience. Is it necessary? Maybe it is... I'll know more when I can listen to it. These mixes on the DVD in a bigger space.
2: Okay,
3: Rob. I think yes, only because it gives the guys at Apple the excuse to say, "Okay, well, this was successful. People accepted it. We're going to do more of this." Uh, also, you know, we, we didn't even talk about, it, and this will be in our another show, is that there is 5.1 audio mixes for all this stuff
2: on the DVD. Uh, and yes, Blue-ray. but right, uh, yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. I've I've listened to most of it. And it's, I'm, it's I'm nothing, sure it's nothing it's, radical. It's not like Help or Yellow Submarine. No, no, but, I, but the
3: fact that they did it means that it's a, another thing to the catalog of
2: 5.1, which they sort of been doing very under the radar. But again, you you can only do with what you have. Right. And back then with 4-track, it's very tough to make a surround sound mix that no, sounds effective. Right, I but, understand that. But well, let me finish. I'm yeah. sorry. I,
3: was it yet necessary...
2: Yes, because I think it gives another
3: reason to buy it. I'm not sure how much is this going to sell. I don't think people who bought the general public who bought this at Target or a place like that who who saw it for ten bucks and say, "Well, do I have to buy it again?" I don't think they're going to go out and buy it. I think this is this is something they should have done in 2000. Put the the videos with the CD back then. They didn't. In a way, it worked out because the technology has caught up with cleaning up some of the stuff, and they also found some other stuff so to me it it was necessary the
2: remixing was necessary, and I'm happy with it uh, to me for i don't I don't think it was necessary. Uh, I do think the videos are necessary yes, and I that, agree with that This would have been a nice yeah. supplement to have, but as far as for future use of remixing the Beatle catalog, I don't think this is going to be a factor in any way, shape, or right. form I, agree. I, I think if they're going to do it, they're, they're going do to do it, it individually.
0: Right. Uh, A- and they're going to start
1: with the later albums, and it'll be when they put out that
0: multi-disc set of, of whatever they're putting Pepper. And- would you like, for future remixes, to still have Giles Martin in charge, or would you like to throw it to someone else?
1: i go with Giles. I think he will... Um, I think he's, he's going to the project now. I think he's going to take to heart some of the mistakes. I, I
3: I love what they did, the Yellow Submarine song track. That was not Giles, that was Alan Rouse and right. uh, Paul he's Hicks. But so, they're not doing it anymore. No, but they still work at Abbey Road. So I, I would like it more aimed like the song track, where, Correct. where there's a real remix. Mm. These are good remixes, but the real ones where you've heard things in different corners of the stereo picture... Was the song track?
2: I, I think he's too close to the project at the moment. I think, as Richard said earlier, he's playing it too safe. If I'm going to listen to a remix of Revolver, I better damn hear what they did for the Hither and Everywhere remix on the CD single of Real Love, you right. know, where they flew in those incredibly beautiful harmonies back 20 years ago. Right. I better hear those even better now, because if if they waste my time... With a remix of Revolver that doesn't sound radically different, and I don't mean radically different. No, I'm, I got you. I, I'm talking about sonically radically different in a beautiful way. Then I'm going to be upset. I really will.
0: So you know this... what I would love them to do? I would love them to get one of the hot young remixers to do Love Part Two, and wow. with some really, you know, because some of the mashups out there really take some chances. I Again, felt I love the Love album, but it was playing, it again, pretty safe, and I would just love to hear some of that stuff. Not not the same tracks, different ones, but, you know, really pushed... That's what the Beatles did, right? They always pushed the envelope, and I would love someone to do that.
1: All right, so I'll throw this out. How about Youth doing it? No. No.
2: Mm. I'm not sure Toss- Youth is...
1: is... I, I, I... I'm just tossing it out yeah, there. Yeah, I... I
0: why not you know what they would mostly do they would audition several people and have them sure. do sample remixes
1: so I, even better still maybe you know that, that might create an interesting environment too Richard bring in different yeah. people
3: I, I, yeah. to work I think, on the tracks I think what they did with Love they were thinking of the show you can't go too radical right. with a show like that and also you had the guy who helped create it there and if you notice on A Lot of Love it's the first verse that gets the remix and then the second verse sort of stays the same, like Within You, Without You, Tomorrow right. Never Knows. That happened in the first verse, and then yeah. they sort of went to the rest of the song afterwards. The same with Octopus's Garden and...
2: Uh, I well, I, I, I didn't like I, I got... the Octopus's Garden. I thought it was actually off the beat. Yes, but, it but, is awful. But anyway, so real, anyway. Qu- real quick, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. one word answer, yes or no. Please don't say any more, Rob. No, I'm just kidding. One word answer. Do you honestly think... They are going to remix the entire Beatle catalog. Yes or no, Tony? No. Rob? Yes, but not... Ah, uh, you said more than one word. No, what the not, hell, man? Not in the next five years. Oh, then no, then, then that's a no. Well, no right now, then. How's that? Okay, Richard? Yes. And, and I'm going to also say yes. Uh, no, I, th- I think Let it, uh, Shea
3: Stadium and Let It Be are next.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, the only reason why I say no is because they're not going to do the catalog. They won't start before Revolver. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. So that's why I'm saying no, because you said the catalog. Well, Will they do but, Revolver and Beyond? Possibly. I don't think they'll. Maybe Rubber Soul. But they certainly
0: oh, I think won't. The, I, I, think, yeah, I think they'll redo all of them eventually. Eventually. It may it not be
2: in order, but it, it'll all eventually come out. Uh, yeah. So. yeah,
0: I mean, there's no doubt Let It Be is on the books. You know, that's been going on for years. But we'll definitely see something out of that, and as you say, Shea Stadium.
2: Well,
3: we'll see and that of course, ra- and,
0: of course, and Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood well, Bowl. well, the yeah. Ron Howard project. Well, yeah, the
3: Ron Howard project is next year. We know with a soundtrack yeah. album. We'll, and there will be a soundtrack album, hopefully. They, yeah, well, we'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, but but uh, you'll, uh, yeah, that's their next focus. So,
2: so we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, well, all right. right. So on that note, uh, we've been uh, again, we've spent two hours on on a uh, eighty minute. Or a sixty minute C D. Seventy nine right. minutes and like forty nine seconds.
0: We always give value for money, though. You
2: absolutely damn it. So I want now I want to for all uh, that they're paying us. Damn exactly. It. Anyway. I want triple my salary. Oh. So uh for this edition of Fab for Free For All, I have been your moderator, Mitch Axelrod. Joining me today has been Rob Leonard and Tony Giugorno. And we would like to thank very special guest, Yay. Richard Buskin. Please listen Thanks, to Richard. Please listen to something about the Beatles. Uh, there's always something entertaining on that show. Uh, we we promise you, a lot of people have said that the two podcasts should get together. Uh, we will. Yeah. Uh, we have okay. been planning yeah. it. Unfortunately, you know, I had a little bit of a fall and uh, it didn't happen, but... Uh, in the new year, we can guarantee you there will be yeah. a, a melding of the two. A crossover uh, episode. Yes. So please <laughs> go buy both of their books. Robert Rodriguez's books are also uh, essential. Yeah. Uh, Revolver yeah. and his other books, the, you know, the FAQs. The and FAQs. and yeah. all of Richard's books, Beatles 101, which we absolutely love. Richard, you did want to add something, I guess?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, when... The five of us get together.
2: It will be like the live aid of podcasts, won't it? <laughs> well, say that. I, I, I'm, I'm sort
1: of hoping. <coughs> yes, it will. But my mic is going to go out right before the end of the show. Well, Sorry. I was going to say
2: I'm, I'm hoping that on some of them, some of the mics will be out, like Paul McCartney nice. was, and yeah. and Bob Dylan's guitar is going to be out of tune, and
3: <laughs> Keith Richards is going to play another song,
2: and and, and we. I, I now nominate Robert Rodriguez as Freddie Mercury, and, and
1: actually, for no apparent reason, Richards going to hop on the Concorde to. Fly back home to just come back, just to do on both. But anyway, you, you, realize exactly.
2: that the, you realize the Concorde is not around anymore. I know, but you remember Phil Collins and the. Oh, I know mind. he'll be in the air tonight yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, whoa, on on that good. horrible, horrible note, wow. uh, we would like to thank you all. And you know where to find us. You know where to find Richard Robert. Please look us all up and thank you again for being part of this show. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Take care.
1: Fab Four Free-For-All was edited and produced by Tony Triguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York.
2: The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free-For-All website. Thanks for listening to
1: Fab Four Free-For-All.